0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Church at Home. Church at Home sponsored by the Christian Biblical Church of God, and we are dedicated to restoring original Christianity for today. Now, I want to mention two things right off before we get started. Now, you need this book, which we send out free, no cost the life of Jesus Christ in modern English, a harmony of the gospel. And this is the only one produced in English, which is based upon the correct calculated Hebrew calendar and has everything laid out according to the scriptural chronology and truth of the scriptures. Now, a little sidebar on those who change the Scriptures. Every single one of the Scriptures that have been changed by the, some of the modern translations is known. Now, we have another booklet on that. New Testament Scripture Comparisons with 27 Modern Translations. Now, this New Testament is the New Testament in the Bible in the original order, and the only Bible in English that has the proper sequence of chapters according to the original manuscript order. You can go to our website, afaithfulversion.org, and that will help you, because Most people don't know how much has been done to undermine the Gospels, to undermine Jesus Christ, because we're coming into a time of preparation of the false messiah, who is called the Antichrist, along with the false prophet of Revelation. Now, all of those things have been prophesied. So, what we are going to do is we are going to look at the Scriptures, some of the Scriptures concerning the prophecies of Jesus in the Old Testament, and we will see that they are also quoted in the New Testament. Now, the reason that is so is because what is called the Old Testament and New Testament is actually one complete book. So think about this for a minute. The Protestants say and the Catholics agree that everything in the Old Testament has been fulfilled, and there is nothing there for us to learn today. That is absolutely wrong, and that's wrong concerning Jesus Christ and the prophecies concerning him and what he was going to preach and do and bring to the world. Now, as we saw in the last segment, Jesus, before he came in the flesh, was God in heaven above, God the Father and Jesus Christ. And he was called, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God and nothing came into being that has been created, which he did not do. John 1, verses 1 through 3. That is fundamental. There are whole denominations that reject all of the book of John, and you'll find that written of in the harmony of the Gospels, so get it. Now, let's come to Isaiah 7. Isaiah 7, and here is what we have concerning the birth of Jesus and Mary, his mother, being a virgin, prophesied ahead of time. Now, a lot of modern translations like to say a young woman. No, 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 that's not what it means. Let's read it. Isaiah 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Now that's a sign to all of Israel, to all of the Jews, to all of the world. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son. We covered that last time, and how the angel Gabriel came and told Mary all about it, and it occurred at the time he was talking with her. And they shall call his name Emmanuel. And Emmanuel means God with us. Now let's come to Isaiah 9. Isaiah 9, 6 is really quite a good section because it shows how God gives some prophecies that relate to different time frames in his plan. Isaiah 9, let's pick it up in verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Now, everybody can understand that, but in talking to the converted Jews who know about this prophecy of Jesus, when I ask the question, do the Jews who reject the New Testament in Christ, how do they explain this verse? Because it covers more than just his birth. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and a government shall be upon his shoulders. Now, what does that mean? When Jesus came, did he come to some throne? No. That's way into the future after the second coming of Christ to set up the kingdom of God. So, look at how God does it. He tells us something that will be at a certain time at this point And then something else which is way off into the future let's read on and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty god now the jews cannot figure how a physical baby could be called the mighty god that child is a great man there was only one person in the bible who's called the mighty god who is that person? There's only one. Hezekiah. Not Jesus. Jesus never called the mighty God in the Christian Bible, but Hezekiah, Chazak, that's the first part of his name, the mighty, and the last part, the your part, that is the part of divinity. Is not God spirit? Well, as we covered last time, He Jesus had to divest all of his spiritual power to become that pinpoint of life and to be gotten in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Now, notice the next one is a very difficult one, too. The everlasting Father, that's what he shall be called. Well, we're going to see that Jesus came to reveal the Father. So, when is Jesus going to also be a Father? He will be a spiritual Father, Not physical children, spiritual children. Huh. That's a tough one to figure, huh? Well, if you know the plan of God that through his Sabbath and holy days, God has revealed his plan of mankind for all of us to know in a step-by-step fashion. And we have a book entitled by that, A Nice Big book that we send out at no cost to give you the details from the beginning to the ending, as the Bible tells us, and God's plan is revealed here, a little, there, a little, and so forth. Now, Jesus will become an everlasting Father. Now, you have to understand what's going to happen in the New Testament. Christ is going to marry the church, husband and wife. The kingdom of God is going to be set up on earth and rule for a thousand years. And all the resurrected saints will be working with Christ to bring that government on the earth. So you see how this one section of prophecy contains a lot of different things in it in different time settings. And if you don't know those time settings, you'll never be able to understand it. So, all of the people who are converted during the 1,000-year reign, which is spoken of in Revelation 20, of Jesus Christ and the resurrected saints, all who are converted will be the children of Christ and the bride, and he will become the everlasting Father at that time. Now, if you've never heard that before, you need to get the book, God's Plan for Mankind Revealed by His Sabbath and Holy Days. The Prince of Peace. No more wars. Look at what they're trying to do today to get rid of law and order and policemen. Oh, you get rid of it and good people will only do good things huh not true only during the millennium can that happen not now it breeds more crime and more lawlessness let's take you down to texas austin in fact if your life is not in immediate danger or a crime is no longer active it happened but it's not active don't dial 911 in Austin, Texas anymore. And it's you know part of the disastrous consequences that the city council made in 2020 to defund the police department. A lot of what we're seeing happening starting today is coming home to roost from that decision, well, and it's disastrous. They cut so much. I can't believe it. they cut a third of the budget in uh, August 2020. They cut 150 million dollars. What else did they think was going to happen? Uh, You know, I don't know, but I will tell you that one of the biggest concerns I have is that prostitution is on that list. We have victims of human trafficking happening, and they're going to send a social worker and not a police officer? That's absurd to me. How am I to know if I get to my house and the door's wide open, if the burglary is still in progress or not? That's what police officers are for. They're trained to respond to those sorts of incidents, not a civilian. Verse 7, Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment, with righteousness from henceforth even for ever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. What God says will be. So, you see, we need the Old Testament and the New Testament so we can understand the prophecies. Now, let's come to Matthew, the first chapter. And remember where we read back in Isaiah 7, it says, Behold, the virgin, one particular virgin, not a virgin, just any old woman. Or a young woman? No, a special one, Mary. So here was a conundrum for the one who was to be the stepfather of Jesus and for what he had to learn from the angel about Mary. Verse 18, Matthew 1. birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. Now as mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, but before they came together, that is as husband and wife in sexual relations, she was found to be with child of the Holy Spirit. and that's exactly what we saw last time in the book of Luke. and Joseph her husband being a righteous man was not willing to expose her publicly, was planning to divorce her secretly but... As he pondered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary to be your wife, because that which has been begotten in her is of the Holy Spirit. God had to reveal that directly to Joseph. You know, I wonder how many girls down through history— went out and had sexual relations with a man or a young young man or teenager, whatever. And she got pregnant. And she came home and told her mother, I got pregnant, but I wasn't with any boy or any man. Mama wouldn't believe her. So you see, an angel from God had to come and tell Joseph exactly what was going on. Now, continuing in verse 21, And she shall give birth to a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now, all these things came to pass that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted, God with us. When Joseph awakened from his sleep, he did, as the angel of the Lord commanded, took his wife to wed, that is, went ahead and married her. But he did not have sexual relations with her until she had given birth to her son, the firstborn, and he called his name Jesus. So, this ties in with the account that we had last time in Luke, the first chapter. Also in Luke, the first chapter, we find Joseph and Mary took Jesus at the time of dedication to the temple. And there was a blessing by Simeon, an ancient faithful man who was way up there in his 90s and very weak, but he had a promise from God that he would see the Messiah before he died. Then he prophesied what would happen to him. And then there was Anna, and she prophesied what would happen. Then they went back to a house where they were staying in Bethlehem. And we find that in Matthew the second chapter. Now we find something else out, and we don't quite have the time frame on it. However, in the book of Harmony of the Gospel, we know which day Jesus was born on, and that was not anywhere near what people today call Christmas. Remember this, all Christianity tries to put Christ in Christmas, but they can't seem to get him to stick in Christmas. Why? Because he was never in it. Had nothing to do with it. And the evidence shows that Jesus had to be born, according to the calculated Hebrew calendar, the way God figures time, undoubtedly on the Feast of Trumpets. Now, if you've never heard of the Feast of Trumpets, you should say, what is that? well, that's one of the holy days of God. Really? So, if you're a Sunday keeper, Easter keeper, Halloween keeper, and all of those fake holidays, please understand this. They have nothing to do with Jesus Christ. You can attach his name to it all you want, but he is not there, and he was not there. Now, let's pick it up in chapter 2. Now, after Jesus had been born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem. Ah, so God did something to let others know that the Messiah was born. They were saying, where's the one who was born king of the Jews? Whoa. You go to Herod, who's king over the Jews at that time, and say, hey man, there's another king out here. For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Now, we're not told When did they see the star? How long was the star visible before they started on their journey to come to Jerusalem? We don't know. How long did it take them to get to Jerusalem? We don't know. Now we'll see the result of that a little later is that Herod killed all the youngsters in Bethlehem two years and under. So he couldn't figure it, even though they told him exactly when he began to see it. But that doesn't mean that was exactly when Jesus was born. Verse 3, Now when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And after gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ should be born. And they said to him, In Bethlehem! they knew. It's amazing how much they really knew, but they rejected and didn't want to accept because they would have to give up their leadership. They didn't want to do that. No, 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 no. And they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judea, in no way are you least among the princes of Judea, for out of you shall come forth a prince, and he shall shepherd my people Israel. Now, heard he called the Magi in to get the exact time there in verse 7. Now, he said, Go out and find him, and when you find him, come back and tell me, and I will go worship him too. Well, we see that they didn't. Verse 9, so they left the king, and behold, the star that he had seen in the east was in front of them. Now also remember this, a star can also equal an angel, or a literal star. So if they go out from the king, and all of a sudden they see this star, that was probably an angel at that time. And behold, the star that they had seen in the east went in front of them until it came and stood over the house where the little child was. Now, Pideon in Greek means little child. That can refer to even babes, because the child was circumcised, Pydion on the eighth day. Some people say, oh, well, this shows that they lived in Jerusalem a couple of years before this happened. Not so. That's speculation unwarranted and unproven. Not true. And after seeing the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they found the little child with Mary, his mother. They bowed down and worshiped him and opened their treasures and presented their gifts to him gold and frankincense and myrrh. See, now Herod wanted them to come back and say where little child was, but God was protecting Jesus. Verse 12, But being divinely instructed in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another way. And then after they had departed, then the Lord told Joseph, Arise, Take the little child and his mother and escape to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to seek the little child to destroy him. So they rose up at night, got out of there right away. It doesn't tell us what they did in Egypt. We have nothing to base anything upon how long they were there. We know it wasn't too long. And then after Herod died, the Lord sent appeared to Joseph in a dream verse twenty, saying, Arise and take the little child it shows he was still young. The little child and his mother and go into the land of Israel for those who were seeking the life of the little child have died. He arose, took the little child, his mother, and then they ended up in Nazareth of Galilee. Now, that's quite interesting indeed, all of that. Now, we're going to see that there is very little spoken of about Jesus' life as a child, very little. We jump from this time, getting back to Nazareth, as we will see next time, When Jesus was twelve years old. So once again thank you for inviting me into your home. Now be sure and request a harmony of the gospels in modern English the life of Jesus Christ free. No cost. No obligation. This will be a startling eye opening book for you to read and to study, and to learn about Jesus Christ. And it will help you in some of the things that we are going to do in the future about the teachings of Jesus. Because most of the teachings of fake Christianity of this world are not true. That's incredibly a bad situation. So once again, thank you for inviting me into your home. So until next time, this is Fred Coulter saying, so long, everyone.